Welcome to COVID-19 Chronicles Zooming In on Durham Youth. I'm your host, Margaret Gaw. Today, we are joining virtually Shamaya Edwards, a Durham Tech student from Durham. <laughs> Shamaya, it is wonderful to be with you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am from Durham, North Carolina. I am 22 years old. Um, this summer, actually, I recently had a birthday, so that was fun. Happy late birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, other than that, I'm hoping things will start to open back up. Uh, that's that's what I really hope, because, I mean, you still have July the summer. I am um, enrolled at Durham Tech, and um, I am pursuing a degree of culinary arts and associates in culinary arts to become a chef. Wow, thank you. During these last few months of COVID, like what have been some of the most significant moments for you? Um, I would have to say everything, everybody going berserk with everything, buying groceries, like crazy, like it's the end of the world, which was <laughs> the most outlandish thing ever. <laughs> um, it was just ridiculous. Seeing people buying like seven cases of water, like like it was really the end of the world. Toilet tissue, people sliding over stuff, people dying over tissue and stuff. It's just, it's weird. Um, you know, it's also sad because we had to stay in the house, but like when I need to get groceries or um, get gas, it's just like, I, I can't really, I couldn't really stay in the house. It was making me, me feel like weird, like the walls were closing in. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. And I still don't like it. I mean, we're still limited to some things, but I mean, it could be worse because other states don't have some things that are open. So we're kind of lucky that even have a grocery store open, but you know, it, it has a cutoff time, which is really bad. Walmart closes at eight now. You know, some people get off at that time and you know, they can't, you know, really, you know, get to it. So, other than that, it, it, it has been it has been very very different. But we have we have grown to you know stick to the schedule. So with all this newness, like you're saying, <laughs> which I think a lot of people relate to, what mm-hmm. is a day to day for you, or is sort of each day different, or do you have a, a routine that you've you've had or um like what's a typical day in in your life um well i usually get up around uh seven o'clock and um i take my roommate to work then after that i go feed my dogs and you know talk to them you know give them love show them so much love and then i um i come back i come back home i take my other dogs out i feed them I give them love, let them run and play a little bit, and, you know, make some time for me exercise, make some breakfast. It's just not too late. Then it's lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then after, you know, probably watch some TV. Um, I'm on my phone. Or, um, I don't know, checking my email. I love checking my email. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And that's just about it. Or I'll go visit family mm-hmm. sometimes, or sometimes I'll stay home. Like today is very gloomy outside. I honestly don't want to go anywhere, but I'm going to go visit my mom to see how she's doing. 
And uh, that's just about it. Oh, oh, and pick up my roommate, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the biggest challenges? Well, I would like to say in the beginning, the one of the biggest challenges was finding cleaning supplies. That was one of the biggest challenges. Um, finding water, because there was no water. Finding tissue, because it wasn't any tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just trying to, you know, make it to places before they closed. And that's, that's just about it. And cause so far as a protest, I honestly didn't know about it until my best friend told me when she had came. I didn't know they were protesting that. I don't even have cable. I don't have cable, so I don't watch the news. Um, I just have internet. So that's probably why I'm kind of shut off from that. And sometimes the news isn't always, you know, happy or good. So it, it can be very depressing. I used to watch the news all the time, but I just had to stop watching it because all they would show is people dying. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Admit some of these challenges. Like, what's uplifting to you? Uh, you have some dogs. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my dogs are definitely two of my, um, I don't know, most, like, the happiest creatures. <laughs> so it yeah. kind of rubs off. I'm like, thank you for giving me hope. Um, yes. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, what gives you hope? Um, have you kind of pursued something different or fallen over this time despite these these challenges? Well, so I've, I've had a baking business since last year. And um, I bake cupcakes for people. Like some people will ask for a quarter, and I'll bake a cupcake for them, or or cake if it's if it's requested. And um, also my dogs, they they do give me hope. And it's just like they don't know what's going on, so they don't care. They just want to make you smile, and they're smiling. So that that's the good part. And then the baking is the good part too, because you get to do the designs and you know, see what works and what doesn't work, see what fails and what, you know, you know, you can use again. Um, all these different recipes that try. So I like it. It's very engaging. Are you still doing your baking business now? Um, yes. Wow, cool. What is, uh, what's the background on it? And how do I um, look into <laughs> getting a cupcake? <laughs> The background of it is um, when I was in high school, my teacher, we had a food class. My teacher had us do a project where we would have to name, we would have to have a restaurant and um, you just have to come up with a name and stuff like that. And um, so mine's was called Knickknacks. And I kind of took my name from there because the food that was going to be there was going to be different. But my cupcakes aren't really that different. That different. They're really like, you know, regular flavored cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an Instagram page with, you know, all of my work that I've done, some of some failures I've had, some, you know, some good, some that I could have, could have done better. So I kind of like it. It's like my 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 virtual portfolio mm-hmm. for what I what I do. And um, yeah, you can follow me on there. 
And um, I'm, I'm more like doing DMs now. Next thing I'm working on is um, getting new cupcake. Um, yeah, getting new cupcake boxes, like designed to my liking. So when I, you know, send out my cupcakes, they'll be in a nice, pretty box. Also, um, working on stickers for my cupcake boxes and um, new um, business cards because I've ran out of the business cards that I had before and I really want something different now. Cool. So how has um, the Knickknack Cupcake business, or what is it called again? Knickknack? Yes, you had it right. Okay, Knickknack Cupcake business been affected um, during COVID. So I want to say that in the beginning it was very slow. Nothing really happening. I do, it did pick up a little bit. It picked up like it was like orders after orders. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, And just kind of like, uh, what is that? How can I say Basically like promoting it, promoting it and getting out there kind of helped me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but right now it's still kind of slow. But so I just usually just make cupcakes just just for my Instagram. And I usually either pass them out to my mom's people, my mom's um, friends in the neighborhood and have them try it. And I get feedback from them. And that's just it. You know, you're going to have to just lose, you know, some ingredients for it. But it's all worth it. Cool. Cool. What are your plans moving forward with that? And you mentioned you're getting your culinary arts degree. What, yeah, what are your plans moving forward? And, like, has COVID changed or affected those? Well, they haven't changed um, or affected them because I'm still a work in progress. And um, I would say plans with it, I really, really want to own a store where I can have people come in and, you know, buy them from there. I actually have a place in mind, but... It might take some time to get it, and that's okay. That's okay. That's just my goal with it, and you know, just to become bigger and more known for having you know good cupcakes in Durham, North Carolina. Just to, you know, you know, be that person. You know, have celebrities try it. Um, you know, people who are who have that that word where they can get it out better and on, on bigger platforms. So yeah, really reaching out to them and having them, you know, do that try and stuff like that. So we'll see. I hope so that I hope everything works out. So. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah. I like what you said, you know, things are work in progress. I guess going off of, uh, sort of talking about your business, your work, what, how has COVID like directly impacted your life besides, you mentioned going to stores and yeah, like no tissue anywhere. Um, But like uh, in terms of your work or um, your family. With work, it definitely stopped everything because I worked at, um, the Cheesecake Factory, and then I try to work at the airport, and everything just slowed down because they didn't need so many people. And, you know, since it was such a, a bad virus, they didn't want too many people coming in and out. Um, 
So that kind of affected me a lot because I didn't, I didn't get to work. My human interaction had stopped, and I really disliked that because I like to interact with humans sometimes if they're not crazy. Um, and uh, that's just what it with with family. I mean, I still see my family like like it's nothing. I just have, you know, one uncle who just doesn't want anybody coming over. You just you just send a text message if you want to say anything. And that's it. So, I mean, I respected it. Sort of you, you hinted at, you know, looking forward to things reopening more or um, at least like more essential stuff being available. Could you um, talk a little bit more about your opinions of what North Carolina should do? Like if you were a leader or policymaker right now, what would you do to move forward? You know, I would reopen certain things. I would, um, but it would it would have a time frame. Like, I'd give Walmart, you know, two more hours, just two more hours, but for them at least close at 10. I would also open up like some restaurants, but I would still keep it at a point where nobody could come in. Just delivery, um, or, you know, pick up, that'd probably be it. But as far as like places where there's gotta be like a lot of people there, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be open. Like, let's say like a, a baseball, a baseball stadium, that wouldn't be open. That just wouldn't because that, that would be a, a cause for a lot of people to get sick. You know, I see some restaurants are opening now. I, I mean, it's okay, but having a certain amount of people, I don't think you should even do it. It's just it's just such a risk. And I know that can affect some some um, small businesses, which I know I've seen a lot of them are closed. And um, I still feel that they should be able to have, you know, pick up and order, order ends. So it wouldn't stop them completely. Because I know they have to make their money. So I wouldn't want them to stop completely. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a lot to consider. Um, like you touched on, like the health stuff, physical safety, as well as economic safety and, you know, emotional health and all of these other components at play right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear that. So, and then sort of outside of COVID, but related, what are your perspectives on moving forward with um, these protests? I feel like, I mean, yes, it is very influential, and um, you know, it might it might do some justice. It might, but when it comes to the point where people are ruining people's businesses, destroying them, I feel like that's unfair. Because somebody, somebody just like you worked hard to get to that point, and I mean, just to see somebody you know, come and destroy it is kind of like a letdown. It's basically like someone, you know, spitting in your face, you know. It's just, it's just, it's selfish to me. Um, but if if the protests can continue to do justice or whatever the end goal is without hurting somebody's business, then it's, it's cool. It's, it's fine by me. Mm-hmm. What sort of 
final words do you have for listeners in Durham and beyond? Um, what do you want people to hear who would listen into this podcast about Zooming in on Durham youth, whether that listener is another young person in Durham interested in what their peers are experiencing or whether it's somebody who doesn't know anything about what a young person experiences in Durham? Uh, what final words do you have for, for the audience? I would say, you know, if, if you do your research, do your research on um, a lot of things and um, definitely tune in to this podcast for really good information, really good stories to hear, really good, you know, you know, points that you can hear, point of views from different people. So you know that it's not just one person given how they feel, it's more than one person. And you can understand it and go from there. And, um, you know, just stay alert. Try to stay, try to stay focused through all the, all through the what's going on. Just don't lose sight. That's what I would say.